Welcome to the 12 Days of Edition Wars. In this year's series, we'll be taking a deep dive into things we love about this game and why we love them. On the second day of Edition Wars, my DM gave to me my favorite digital tools. We'll be talking about our favorite digital tools, what we get out of them when we're uh, running or playing games, that kind of thing. So with me tonight uh, is the ever-delightful Sam Dillon. Oh, I'm ever-delightful. Wow. I'll stand by that. I think I got moved up. <laughs> keep, keep up the fair work, youngster. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, I'm all right. So, so Sam, why don't you start us off with uh, your favorite digital tool or tools? So, um, I actually have a list. Nice. And um, so, I'll start with a favorite uh, on on of mine on the DM side, and that is uh, the map making tool called Incarnate. Cool. Which yeah. is a, a browser based map making. You can make regional battle maps. You can make world maps. You can make all sorts of different stuff. Uh, it is free. I happen to have a paid account. You can also pay. Um, and there's a big community out there, and they create uh, various different assets quite often, frequently. And um, and a lot of them just release those assets out into the world and their creative commons. So you can use them if you want to have them in your game just for your own personal use. You can also use them if you're going to uh, make a map for a product that you're going to put, say, on DMs Guild or if you're going to perhaps publish something or if you're going to, uh, you know, stream a game and you want to show off a map, you can you can do that and use their assets. And, and you know, I always am a big proponent of giving credit where credit is due. So, you know, even if you use an asset that somebody put as a creative commons, you know, always cite where you got that and who did that. Cause, uh, cause that's really awesome. We want to give everybody credit for the work that they do. Um, but I really love it cause it's, it's super easy to use. It has a lot of, even if you don't pull in assets from the community, the, the sort of standard incarnate assets are, are really nice. Um, and it looks beautiful and, you know, the majority of my games nowadays are online so I can display a nice map and I can change it and make a new copy and make edits and do, and it's very, very easy to use for me. I mean, not that I spent no time learning how to do things with it and I'm still learning all the time because I don't, you know, I don't do it constantly every day, but, um, it's a wonderful tool. And so I highly, I highly, highly recommend it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I have not really played around with Incarnate to any degree. Um, love love good map-making stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the last time I had to make my own maps rather than um, buying them off marketplaces, God clearly intended for my poor hands. <laughs> uh, I uh, was working in probably paint.net because... Yeah. I am uh, an entirely uncivilized creature. <laughs> Moreover, I do not speak Greek. <laughs> well, what about you? What what about what's your first uh, digital tool? Well, so so the real must-haves from my online play um, are D and D Beyond and Roll Twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so when I run games online, we're, we're using what. I mean, what what for all the games I've been in is sort of well, not all, but a lot of games I've been in is sort of the hat trick, right? Um, Discord for voice, roll twenty for uh, shared map, mm-hmm. and 
workspace and then um, D&D Beyond with the Beyond 20 uh, API. Um, and I mean, that works for most things most of the time. Um, I uh, Overall, I like the setup, though I think there's a lot of fairness to any statement that maybe I like the setup because I haven't tried everything else out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't pretend to have really explored all the boundaries of what can be done. Um, I had a, a friend of mine uh, run Council of Worms in uh, Foundry, mm-hmm. and he poured time and energy into all the setup necessary for that. And it was great. It was friggin' great. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. did great things with it. And this was for a one shot because he is a crazy person. God love him. Um, and so um, it's just that he had to really practice with it and develop the skill of working in Foundry and then put time into actually making the thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I frankly am daunted by it. Um, I have kids and just don't have a ton of time to do that level of prep. I really admire what he did, but I don't feel like I can commit to that myself. And so I haven't really explored what's out there. Yeah. So, so here's my thing. Um, I love Foundry, mm-hmm. but I don't use Foundry for fifth edition D&D. I use Foundry for Pathfinder 2. Okay. And it is fantastic. It is so wonderful because there's a, because Foundry is the official vtt for paizo Mm. so they have given you know volunteers and and different people at foundry you know all they've given them permission to put all the rules into modules and so there is a fantastic pathfinder 2 module and then all the fans of course go crazy adding in all kinds of extra stuff that you can put in or not put in and it's not really a ton of work in terms of doing it yourself it's just you decide what modules you want and then you put them in there and then you go um and it's fantastic i don't know how it is with fifth edition because i've never played it with fifth fifth edition so here's the thing right i am uh not a die hard i use one vtt and that's it i use roll 20 for fifth edition i use foundry for pathfinder 2 and I use <laughs> Fantasy Grounds for Traveler, okay, because of the different sets of you know things that they have. Pathfinder is not so great in Roll Twenty, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I I've ran a game or two of it in Roll Twenty. It's not the greatest. Roll Twenty is great for D anD D Fifth Edition. It's mm-hmm. super duper easy. Um, I still, it's not my favorite VTT because on my system, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's my settings, it bogs down and I get a lot of lag, whereas I don't get that with Fantasy Grounds and Foundry. Um, but, you know, that's I'm, that's not, that's just the nature of the beast, right? Um, it's never, other than early on in the very early days, it's never really disrupted a game. And I've tried a lot of different VTTs. I used to use D20 Pro. I used to use Map Tools. You know, I've used all kinds of other things. Um, and there's a reason I use different VTTs for different games, right? So it's know, not it's, just that you yeah. love spending money because that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, it's not just that I love spending money. <laughs> it's it's that you know Foundry offers so much for a Pathfinder player, and Roll20 offers D&D Beyond integration and, you know, 
uh, and Fantasy Grounds offers really great integration for Traveler in a really, really nice kit. So, you know, it just, it is what it is, right? Like, it's just preference. I could, I could choose one VTT and play every game I play in that VTT, but, you know, I, I'm an experimenter, right? So I sure. experiment with different things a lot. And then I find one that I really like that I, I like the, the components of, and, and then that's what I go with. So, yeah. Yeah. I would love to be more like that, frankly, to like go out and, like learn the specific skills of using mm-hmm. each different um, piece of software that I need to engage with, but I don't do that. Um, the other, the, the other two digital tools that I use to any significant degree are OneNote mm-hmm. for like notes during a session and sometimes session prep notes, but that even that's fairly rare. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my session prep notes wind up in. Microsoft Word, and then my my campaign tracking wiki is PB Works, a a very like straightforward, not at all customized campaign running kind of wiki, right? right? right. It just I started on it a long time ago, mm-hmm. and so I learned it, and I didn't have to go learn a different thing, and I'm pretty much satisfied with it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't give me a lot of trouble, and um, I don't ask a whole lot of it. I'm not what you call a power user. Yeah. So that that's kind of me and my favorite digital tools. It is the low bar. It's a it's a short a short list, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I am um, so for for digital note taking. <laughs> this kills people. Um, I use Excel. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Microsoft yeah. Excel spreadsheet because I can just put different sheets in and then I can make notes and I can make links and I can use VLOOKUPs and I can do all these different things. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty good at using Excel and it's super easy and it's less clunky than Word and comes with less, you know, it doesn't have as many like, you know, horrible things as Word has. Um, and I didn't have to learn anything new because I already knew how to <laughs> use Excel. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and so that's that's what I use, which is kind of silly. I've tried campaign specific RPG specific note taking things yeah. like Obsidian Portal and uh, what is it Scabbard? There's Epic Words. Like there's all sorts mm-hmm. of different things. Um, back in the fourth edition days, there was uh, there was Master Plan, which was really good for for planning out campaigns and, and doing different things. And, um, but ultimately, you know, I'm, I am very low tech, relatively speaking in terms of my note taking thing. I really like Excel or just sometimes I just pull up, you know, a, a note notepad page. Right. And I just mm-hmm. type notes in and I save it. And then I sort of translate it and move it to the right place and different things later on. Most of the time I honestly take notes on paper and then I translate it into digital form later. Um, There is also a new one that I've been sort of playing around with, although I haven't used it to any extent that I could really, really recommend it. But I have heard several people and seen several people use it to really good effect. And that is Obsidian Vault, which is obsidian.md. So not Obsidian Portal, not the not the campaign repository, but obsidian.md, which is a whole sort of like proto setup for your campaign management. And you can format it so that when you create a new kind of creature it'll format it like fifth edition and like there's all there's all sorts of special bells and whistles in there 
that uh, I don't particularly need. So that's why I haven't really played around with it that much. But uh, I decided to give it an honorable mention because I've heard several people talk about how wonderful it is. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check that out, crowd, um, obsidian.md. Um, and um, I do also want to give honorable mention to Dungeon Draft, which is another really easy to use sort of battle map making tool that is very inexpensive and and easy to use. And there's lots of tutorials online, so you can get up to speed on that pretty quickly. I prefer Incarnate at this moment, but there are certain things that that I could see using Dungeon Draft for. It, uh, it needs to be said that if we were way better podcasters, we would be getting paid for these endorsements. We're not. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'll just let that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if any of y'all want to make a donation to the sure. uh, yes. Quarante Trace Fund, yes. uh, I have a, a PayPal, PayPal link on my blog. No. <laughs> um, I mean, that, but that's, you know, I'm, I am, it's funny because I'm pretty tech savvy, but I'm relatively low tech when it comes down to it in terms yeah. of, I ran games at the table so long. Sure. For so many years that I have habits that I still, even as I'm running online, that I have not broken, right? Things about note taking and things about having paper and post-it notes and three by five cards. And that's a different episode. But um, j- just to point out, that's why I don't have just an enormous list of, you know, online tools. Although, if you're looking for an enormous list of online tools, on my website, rpgmusings.com, there is actually a link to a page of my website that lists an entire set of online tools for playing and running RPGs. And uh, it ha- it's split up into sections, so you could actually uh, look up different virtual tables. There's 10 or 15 on there. There's different online dice rollers. There's different chat programs. Uh, Cause I also use discord, but there's a whole bunch of other ones, right? Uh, a bunch of free map creation links. There's so all of these links and map repositories, campaign management tools, right? Play by post sites, different miscellaneous sites. All of those things are available and accessible online. They're listed on my RPG online RPG tools page. So if you're interested in just checking out some things on your own, go to that list. And that is a nice little uh, resource for you there. Because even though I sit here and say I'm relatively low tech, I have used or played with almost everything on that list. And it's a quite extensive list of items. So nice. Yeah. Um, the, the one, uh, drawback that we experience with uh, D&D Beyond mm-hmm. is that uh, some of my campaigns have a lot of homebrew content. Right. Uh, it does not make life especially easy for heavy homebrew content. Mm-hmm. It's not as punishing on that front as um, uh, D&D Insider was mm-hmm. um, in the fourth edition days. Uh it is also not as necessary to running the game as D&D Insider became. Right. Right. Those are both good trade-offs to make. Sure. Yeah. Um, and honestly, in any digital tool uh, is, is not necessarily going to have uh, easy homebrew 
right integration right. with official tools, right? Right. Like, you know. Yeah, the, the the ways of doing that are definitely difficult to implement, mm-hmm. right? And, and I do you know, respect and understand that. Um, it's just that all the same, like uh, a lot of things have have grown and changed in the campaign mm-hmm. as I've needed to tweak them to help players feel satisfied with what they were getting, and that kind of thing. There's also tons and tons of uh, you know, homebrewed magic items, because right. of course there are, right? That's of course, of it's course. literally a thing I do for a living. So yeah, I also do that for fun. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the one last uh, endorsement I want to toss out is that as a heavy user of Roll Twenty, I cannot say enough good about the um, maps that Gabriel Pickard makes and sells in the Roll Twenty marketplace. Nice. Uh, I will I will buy and enjoy using just about anything he makes. They're really great, and uh, I'm using another of those uh, map packs in uh, an adventure that my players started uh, this past Sunday. So yesterday they started yesterday. <laughs> nice. Um, awesome. It's probably fine. I'm, no worries at all about a lot of blood on the floor while they're fighting vampires. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you would think that would be a problem. I, yeah. I wouldn't. I think it's totally fine. I mean, yeah. my vampires would be fine. Of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's as it should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there is there any type of digital tool that you've heard about and thought was a good idea and haven't had a chance to use or that you've thought about that was a good idea that you haven't found that it's in existence yet. So, hmm. Um, to, to really blur that uh, digital analog line, mm-hmm. uh, talk about something that uh, um, my friend Jeffrey made. Uh, he took a, a big flat screen TV. And he put an extra um, like protective layer over it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lexan or something. And then he built a table that it fit into. Right. And he spent months on this thing. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. An incredibly uh, extensive project. But now he can just put his adventuring map on the TV and scale it to the miniatures and they can just they just have mm-hmm. the screen that is what they're putting the miniatures on right and also they have a good gaming table <laughs> right right it's yeah. it's an incredible digital analog construction mm-hmm. right um, now that is the, the thing he actually built is the you know analog side it's, it's the physical table mm-hmm. um, right but it is certainly a way to employ digital assets and so I'm counting it here. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I have not actually uh, played a game on it. Just that's that's been scheduling, and the fact that more of the sessions have been actually online rather than mm-hmm. in person over his place, right? So that's that's the thing. Um, Try to figure out what else. I don't know. Uh, I think it's probably fair to say I'm just complacent in my ways of doing things. Right. <laughs> what What do you wish existed that doesn't? Is there anything? 
That's a very broad question when I ask it like that. I mean related to TTRPGs. And yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, well, really what I would love to see is a, uh, a, a functionality in um, D&D Beyond that was more like the, um, the, the monster builder in uh, DDI. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just because this is a, a difference in between fourth and fifth. Fifth can't do this. The math doesn't work this way. Right. I'm, I'm aware, guys. Don't mm-hmm. don't at me. <laughs> Put me on blast. Um, it would be nice, though, if uh, the the math uh, could just kind of function where you tell D and D Beyond, "Hey, look, I love this creature." I just want it to be four CRs higher, mm-hmm. right? And then in a very programmatic way, it adds hit points and AC and damage and so on. Right. Scales that creature for you. Scales and- that creature for you uh, up to where you want it to be. Now, fifth ed needs this less than fourth ed did, right? Because of how bounded accuracy works, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it, it was a real nice to have, mm-hmm. uh, all the same. Beyond that, um, oh, I mean, my extremely cancelable opinion is that uh, Mid Journey is awesome for art for your home game. I, I love supporting artists, but that's not really how things go for just the production schedule you need for your home game mm-hmm. right? Uh, right you don't know you need the art you know several weeks to a month in advance to get into a, an artist's queue you, you know you need it uh maybe like 20 minutes from now is 20 minutes from now good <laughs> cool yeah um and, and so uh something like mid journey um and other ai based uh, art programs. These are things that are deeply problematic because they are essentially stolen art. I get that. Um, but this is not a money-making venture, right? Yeah. In, in your home games. I don't know. Um, I also would use art from things like Pixabay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's you know, free art. I, I use that especially for blogging, but it could certainly be using it for uh, gaming art also. Uh, those assets are just limited because they're not programmatically generated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so why bring, oh, I guess I, I lost the thread. Why bring up the, the AI art? Better access to art for art assets during the game, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I, I'm wondering, like, do you mean that in terms of you wish there was non-AI art assets that you could easily access and whip up? Uh, right. I, I should, uh, I, mean, I mean, and there are, I can buy stock art, right? Sure. Or uh, you know, I've got folders and folders of stock art from the DMs Guild. Right. Um, Going through them to find something that fits what I'm doing, especially considering how different a lot of my settings are from standard D&D, doesn't go great. Right, right. Um, So what you need is a repository of a database with searchable terms 
right you could filter and then very quickly find the piece of stock art that you need or the piece of art that you need right that is creative commons available yeah and like i think that a, a broader searchable database of creative commons art would be amazing and as i as i say i know about um pixabay and some of the other uh creative commons sites mm-hmm. uh the the ways those are, are are searched like what they're going to pull up uh, a lot of it is way off the mark right um it'll be you know something more like a logo or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that right? right yeah um there is some great stuff there but uh, it's very much uh about the signal to noise ratio that you can hope for with your search term. Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Well, is there anything else you can think of in the digital realm that, you know, we're kind, we're kind of in this weird spot in the industry, right? Where we've, and in the world where we hit this point because of the pandemic, where a lot of things that were not previously online, as a as a as a rule kind of or as a default have now started to be expected to be online as a default or at least an option and so the world is kind of shifting into that or at least this country is I, i'm assuming other countries are to some extent or another um maybe that's a big erroneous assumption but that that's neither here nor there for this conversation so in this industry, maybe I'll maybe I'll narrow it to that. In this industry, we did shift quite a bit. And that shift, though, started many years ago, right? Like before the pandemic, there were still VTTs. And there, you know, that, you know, there were all of those. I mean, I've been playing on, I was playing on map tools in 2009, you know, 2008, 2009. Sure. Um, so, I, you know, there, there's, there's been a lot of growth and change and, you know, um, different VTTs have come and gone, right? Um, and, and, and along with other digital tools that integrate into them or get, can be used side by side and, and whatnot. Um, but now we're kind of at this really interesting sort of pivotal point. Um, and I know that when people say pivotal points, it, it always seems like, oh, well, then it would be very quick. And then then we're beyond that point and things are completely changed. But in reality, pivotal points often are years long right yeah yeah the, yeah. the, the gears can grind here for right. a while before someone right releases the next product that has the innovative new feature that changes everything exactly and then and then pretty soon after that everyone will just expect that feature to be available in every format right so um so i guess i guess my thing is and the whole, i mean i'm just kind of babbling here and, and and going stream of consciousness but i guess for me i feel like we're at that pivotal point and i haven't seen the next new thing yet um and so i'm kind of i'm kind of waiting for what's going to be the next evolution of uh, of of the virtual space in gaming and i what i'm specifically not talking about is D's virtual elements of whatever the next iteration of the game is i'm not talking that's not what i mean i just mean just overall in general what's going to be the next sort of wave of iteration 
technologically speaking, that's going to pull the industry along and, and the industry is going to ride that wave. And I, I don't know the answer to what that is. It's it's an interesting sort of thought for me because I am so much so much of what I do is just analog. Um, yeah. Even even though I'm I'm high tech in my job and whatnot, but um, yeah. So it's interesting to talk about. I think we can all safely guess um, as of 14 November 2022 that it will not be the Facebook Metaverse. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg has not created that thing, uh, right? Yes. Since everything I've heard about it is just that it is uh, not a very good rebuild of Second Life. <laughs> okay, so that's probably that's, not going to be it. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's not going to be Twitter two point uh, We're going to need a Twitter two point pretty soon because. Yeah. Well, (laughs) because everything's on fire. No, no, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah. Um, So I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just sort of, I'm just thought experimenting here about, you know, what could it possibly be? And, and part of my problem is I can't really imagine or project out and think about what it could be because I'm not in the space where I want and need a lot of extra digital things for my game. So that's partly why I kind of, I appreciated us talking about doing this episode because I don't really have a ton of things I need. And I, and most of the people that I know also are basically happy with the tools that we have. Not, not that certain platforms and whatnot don't have niggling problems, right. Or things that annoy us about whatever tool, cause that's just how it is. But um, ultimately I don't, I'm just, I, I don't know where it's going to go no idea what direction it's going to go. I know it's probably going to keep getting more and more digital integration into the industry. But other than that, that's such a that, such a vague statement, right? But other than that, I don't really have anything. Well, I mean, I, I hear a lot of doom saying about how oh, the, 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 the rules will be changed to just accommodate uh, you know, VTTs, virtual mm-hmm. usage, that, that's going to be their, their top priority. No, it's not. Eh, I don't think so. It, it's not, guys. Uh, if they have nothing else than uh, virtual use to help them choose between two options, then sure, they'll probably pick the one that works in a VTT. Right. Like Because there was nothing else to weigh that judgment. Right. But it's not a priority. Right. I, I don't think that like looking at uh, the, the one D&D playtest content as, oh, this is intended to be optimized for VTT use. That's not even close. This is not what optimized for VTT use would look like. Right. No, um, no I, I agree with that statement. And that wasn't really what I was trying to. Imply. No, no, I, I, yeah. I'm not putting that opinion on you. I'm responding to the gaming world as a whole mm-hmm. at large. So, yeah. 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 Interesting. It's an interesting thing though. I mean, I agree with you. They're not going to digital is an option. It's not the main uh, way that you design the game. Right. right. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem. Oh, any, any game. I'm not even just talking about D and D at this point. I'm talking about any, you know, tabletop RPG. Um, generally that tabletop part, is still part of the main 
idea of that game. And digital is an option. It's not the main piece. Right. So, you know, that's, yeah, that didn't even enter my mind that that, I I guess I didn't realize that that discourse was going on. Um, Oh, buddy. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been, I've been really busy this semester at work. Okay. Oh, you sweet summer child. (laughs) I've missed a lot. (laughs) Also, I just don't pay attention to those conversations uh, because I don't want to spend my time on it. Honestly. So. Anyway, well, do we want to round this up? Do you have any final thoughts? No, I think that uh, that about does it for me on this topic. Um, I mean, we've gone well past my single favorite uh, digital <laughs> tool, that's for sure. Well, I mean, we I suppose we could have made a surprise five-minute episode, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, think, I think our audience would be like, this is a joke, right? Is this yeah. April Fool's? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> my only other uh, uh, note here is that I, I need the need to find the digital tool that will make my digital roles in D and D Beyond be better. better. <laughs> They're yeah. real bad, y'all. <laughs> They're yeah. so bad. This is a common problem. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I need RN Jesus to <laughs> bless my dice in D and D Beyond because there is no hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in in the campaign before this, it was fine. It was totally fine. Like there were good roles and bad in this campaign. There are bad roles. <laughs> and you know, you win some, you lose some. No, no, that's, I think, I think you're missing my can't, point. No campaign long. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> this campaign is the one that you're losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good, sir. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me um, at Brenda Stoddard on Twitter for the time being. Um, I am also at Brandis Stoddard at Dice Camp on uh, Mastodon. I write for Tribality.com. My personal blog is BrandisStoddard.com, and my Patreon is Brandis Stoddard. How about you, Sam? You can find me on RPGMusings.com. You can also find me on Twitter occasionally at DM Samuel. Uh, you can also find me on Discord on the Tome Show's Discord channel. If you would like a link to that, just uh, at me on Twitter, and I will send you a link. Otherwise, good sir. Well, we will see all of you folks tomorrow when we will discuss analog tools. <laughs> <laughs>